In this episode, I talked to my good friend, Glenda Baker, who actually took a real estate business from the traditional referral-based model in which most businesses work through either word of mouth or clients referring clients and realized that she could affect a whole new world of opportunities by building a brand on social media and not worrying about the lead generation, lead conversion, and all those things. So Glenda made this decision one day and she walks us through that entire process of how she made this decision to make social media her brand building vehicle, what she does today on TikTok and Instagram without doing any dances, and how she generates and tracks commission dollars, six figures worth without ever selling anything. Think about that. How she actually sells without ever selling anything. This story with Glenda Baker on how she made that transition, how she built the brand, how she generates leads, and how she generates commissions in her business every single day without selling anything starts right now. One thing is for certain. Just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. Ms. Glenda Baker, how are you? I'm amazing. How are you, Sharon? I'm doing well. And today I want to talk about something amazing that has happened in the last, I'd say, 18 months, maybe two, one to two years. Two years would probably be the right uh, time frame where I want to get right into the belief around saying, okay, there, there are all these social media vehicles and channels out there. And whether, regardless of what people are promoting, selling, standing for, et cetera, they're like, ah, I tried it and Facebook didn't work. Or I tried it and, you know, Instagram is for pictures. And, or I tried it and I, it's too complex to learn. And, you know, TikTok is for dancing. And it's become like that, right? And there is this, uh, we instantly associate our first thought to the platform and that kind of sticks because one friend told us that Facebook leads suck. We're like, well, Facebook's terrible. And what you have done, uh, especially in the last two years, is that you made a commitment to saying, hey, I am going to stay consistent. I'm going to, I'm going to capitalize on this trend, but I'm going to do it right. And that kind of what I want to talk about today. So first, let's talk about what was that time? And and maybe you remember, maybe you don't. What was the time where you said, okay, I'm making a decision to kind of committing to doing something on one of these platforms? What was that time? So I started doing some live video, let's call it, you know, three years ago, kind of inconsistently. And what happened was I kind of got a little bit whacked out. I needed to get something off my chest. I was in my car and I said, you know what, that inspector, you know, he is going to make me, my head spin around, stop flat on my nose. 
And he had called, he had said in the inspection that there were rats in the crawl space. And I'm like, oh, you mean wildlife? Because when you say rats, people automatically think like, oh my God, that's so gross. That repels people. But when you say wildlife, they think about Bambi. I like Bambi. Uh, Everybody likes Bambi and Bambi is wildlife. So it just depends on how you package it. So I got in my car and I'm like all whacked out and I needed to get it off my chest. And I thought, well, I'm just going to talk to my Facebook friends. And somebody posted in the comments, a friend of mine said, you should call it posts from the Porsche. And I'm like, ooh, I like that. So I started doing lives. And the thing about it was, was everybody had been saying, do video, do video. And I would hold the camera and my hair wasn't right or something didn't look right. And I delete, delete. And I could just never get it out. And so when I did the live video, I didn't have a chance to press delete. I didn't, well, I didn't know I could press delete. Right. So I posted it and it was there. And I loved it. It was like talking to my friends. It was like, I got it off my chest. I loved it. I think it was more therapeutic for me. Maybe, But I loved it. And so I started with that. And then on February 5th of 2020, I met with Dean and I said, hey, I really want to get serious about video. And he's like, okay, let's do it. And so I started doing a little bit more Instagram, but I still wasn't really consistent. And then the pandemic I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't do anything because like nobody's ever going to buy or sell a house again. And then in August, when I thought we were coming out of it, I said, you know what? I am going to hire a videographer and I'm going to get intentional. And so my first shoot was in September and I started posting in October. And oh, my stars and stripes. It's just been insane. I have to tell you, it's been insane. Yeah. Well, well, this is interesting, right? So I think that, uh, so the first thing what people don't understand is, if somebody wanted, and, and I, I think you will appreciate this, if somebody wanted to just cold turkey start doing video today, it's hard because, and I want to let everybody know that it's just hard because you just can't say, okay, um, one fine day, I sure on and re- realizing that I'm going to do video and I'm going to have a videographer come in and start shooting at, shooting at my house. That's too weird. The, 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 the big lesson number one, I would say, Glenda, is that um, you had six, eight, nine, 12, 18 months of warm up doing posts from the Porsche. Right. And I think that is really, really powerful because you started being getting, not just getting comfortable on camera, just getting comfortable looking at yourself in reverse on a video because Facebook often reverses you. And then you're talking to the camera and it's, it's not a one minute clip. So you're actually having to frame a story saying, Hey, uh, let me tell you about something that happened today. So you're actually framing the story, then framing the lessons. And I think that after a while, if, if there, was this, there was a study done on uh, video and people learning to do video, they they found that after like the two minute mark, if you did more than two minutes of video, after the two minute mark, the the decibels and the frequency, everything completely calmed down. So it almost takes you, even for you and me, that we've done so much video, it takes us a little bit to even calm down while we are doing it. And so for folks that are jumping in, and maybe I love your guidance on this is, do they jump? You started, you started doing the videographer after you had some warm up. but if I'm starting out today, should I do live? Should I just do stories? Should I record them and never post them? Like, what do you recommend? So I think you start with the live. And you start with the live on the platform where the people already love you because Uh, then you're automatically embraced 
and you start getting momentum and it gets that wind behind your sails and you start getting a little confidence because your friends will jump on and say, hey, Glenda, good morning, Glenda. Good to see you. Your hair looks great. You know, I mean, they'll start talking about that kind of stuff. And so I think that you start with, with the place that you're the most comfortable. And I think that you start with live video because it forces you to post it. Right. And then, so sit down. So then I said, okay, I think I'm getting good with this like whole like live video. I think I'm going to start doing some stories. My engagement, once I started posting stories, went up 992%. Now you're saying, Glenda, like, okay, you cooked the books. Okay, I did cook the books because I started at zero. But the bottom line is, is it went up 900%. Sharon, today on my story, I have like 1,812 views the last time I checked. Yeah. crazy because like people are like looking at it all the time and it's so cool. And so I can see who's looking at it. I can shoot them a quick message and it's like, like being engaged, being in friendship with people. So I love it. And you will not believe the people that are looking at it. It's that just blows my mind. Yeah. And I think you're spot on. And for, for, uh, from a platform tactic perspective, we've strategized around this a lot. The fastest way to drive engagement, especially like on a platform like Instagram if you feel like your posts are not getting traction, like don't add three more hashtags, go do stories, right? Like the, if you do stories, the, it's like a rising tide that lift, lifts all boats. The advice is one, I like the advice a lot, is do lives. Help me with this, Glenda. There is a person listening right now that says, or is thinking, well, who wants to listen to my live stuff? Did you ever have that thought, number one? And for the, And if you did, or didn't respond to that. But the second is for the person that is thinking that like talk to them. So, okay. You do realize like I'm a middle-aged real estate agent in Atlanta, Georgia. Like (laughs) who, who wants to watch me? Like I'm like country is all get out. Like I say bad words, like half the shit doesn't even make sense. Like literally who wants to watch me? So I'm, you know, TikTok, I, love with TikTok because I consume the content on TikTok. I love to consume it. So I fell in love with TikTok. And I remember when you had Alyssa on Color My Credit and on Brand Builders. Yeah. And she had like 400,000 followers. And I'm like, oh, I can only dream. Like maybe I have, I think I had 40 at that time. (laughs) And, and I, but I'm like, they want to watch her. And I wonder how old she is. Cause like, she's like a middle-aged woman. She's in like Phoenix or something. Like they want yep. to watch her. They'll watch me and no lie. Like there's 320,000 people following me on TikTok. That's awesome. Like, Get out. Like Sharon. So like the cumulative views are 28.5 million views <sighs> cumulatively across the videos, but sit down, sit down. So this is what blew my mind was, so I started, so I added hashtag Linda Baker. I did hashtag Atlanta real estate. Atlanta real estate only has 35 million views. 28 million of them are mine. That's amazing. If you do hashtag Atlanta real estate on TikTok, the videos are me. (laughs) You own a hashtag. How did I do that? Like, look at Cause I started doing the hashtag because I wanted to be, cause I said, Oh, wait a minute. 
if I do hashtag Linda Baker, it tells me how many people viewed my video. So I'll just put hashtag Linda Baker. That way I can keep up with how many views I had no idea. Like it would be like more than three. And then I said, oh, I'm going to do hashtag Atlanta real estate. Everybody said, don't do that. Don't do that. Nobody, that's too, too broad. That has millions of views, blah, blah, blah. 35 million, 28 million are me. That's so, you know, I, I'll, I'll give you, it's so amazing. I, I'll give you two interesting tips that um, Jason Capital uh, gave me yesterday. And and for those of you who don't know, Jason is a, he's a stud. Like he, he has, he has crushed that platform all organic and he's, he's crushed it. Um, he, Jason sells more products and services from TikTok without a swipe up and without DMs. Think about that for a second. No swipe up, no DMs, and he sells more products. So Jason told me two things. First thing he told me was, um, you know, I don't, I don't have game like you, Glenda, on TikTok. So my, and I, and I, and here's the interesting part. People need to realize this. People need to realize that I have never, I have not logged into TikTok in seven months. Right, my team posts. They just repurpose videos and videos and post it on TikTok. And I, and people need to list hear that because I'm being totally honest about it. Right, I have never logged into that app. Right, and it, it's 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 awesome. And there's a reason for that. The reason is I just I my focus is elsewhere. Right, and so so for now. But that doesn't mean that I'm at least not present. It's like I call it social cardio. You at least have to have the reps. You know, so when it does get big. I'm going to already have 4,000 posts on it. Maybe not a lot, but 4,000 posts. But so Jason told me to do that. He's like, hey, just take an existing post from your reels and then just repost it on TikTok. Whenever you're ready to do more, you can do more. So here are the two lessons Jason gave me. So he told me, Glenda, I told him, I was like, hey, I'm going to, you know, he said, just post once a day. I said, okay. So the team's posting once a day for me. I said, Jason, how many times are you posting? 10. Jason posts 10 10 times a day on TikTok, 10 times. So I asked him like, dude, so lesson number one, he said, it's all about, it's all about quantity, right? And he said, lesson number two, I said, why do you post 10 times a day? Glenn, that's what he told me. He goes, uh, my team figured out that one in 16 videos that we post goes, to vi goes viral. So he's like, I'm a straight up playing the odds. So every time he hit 16 videos, which in his world is every two days, right? right? One of those go viral. And he's like, as just like you saw, he gets a ton of views and a ton of organic followers, yeah. right? Which is, which is amazing because now the TikTok platform believes that every two days, this kid is having a post go viral. So it keeps showing his stuff to everybody. And if it was one in 16 and he was only posting one video a day that he would go viral technically one every 16 days, which is not good enough for the algorithm. And that was the, 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 the trick for, I was like, my goodness, he, that's where, and Jason was the one, he's like, Hey, I'm not doing anything. But when he figured it out, uh, he, then he built this machine around it. And so very similar to, you know, it, it's the, it's the commitment he made a, when you and I, when I was thinking I, I wanted to just be on the platform for one post a day, Jason turns around and says, I'm going to do 10 posts a day on this platform. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, you know, Sharon, so we've closed $141,000 just from TikTok. This week, I had a consultation on a property that is $56 million. And tomorrow, I have a listing appointment for $3.5 million. So this is so. From so TikTok. From TikTok. No lie, I swear. Cross my heart. 
I'm sitting here on the Zoom call with the man. And I'm like, so let me ask you a question. How did you find me? Because he came in through my IGDM. Yeah. I said, out of quick curiosity, how did you find me? He goes, oh, TikTok. Lucas is in the family room. Lucas falls out laughing. You can hear him audibly fall off the sofa. It's hilarious. It is insanity. Yeah. And, and so, so here's the second question for you, right? Yeah. On a platform like um, it, TikTok's a good example. There is this um, feeling that has been propagated that TikTok is for kids and teens only, and it's all about dancing, right? And, and when someone tells you that, kind of, how do you respond to that? How do you think about that? How do you how, like? What is the first thing that comes to mind when you when someone tells you that? So. Probably if you had asked me this last week, I would have a different answer than I have right now. Has anybody seen YD18? If you think that middle-aged women are not on TikTok, you obviously haven't seen YD18 go from zero to a million two followers in a week. This little kid is literally the tiger beat of 2021. He looks just like Rob Lowe. He's playing all the songs from the 70s and 80s. And literally women across the world are going crazy for this kid. Why? Because he knows who his audience is and he's playing to them. So if you think it's all about dancing kids, it's not because the people that are consuming the content out there are just like me. So I was talking with Denver this week and I said, I can't figure out what is the common thread between all of these people that are following me. And he said to me, he goes, Glenda, he goes, the only common thread is you. They're interested in you. And it's, uh, he called it education entertainment. He goes, you have woven together the ability to inform people and entertain them all at the same time. And the common denominator is you. Don't kid yourself. And I think that he's right because it doesn't matter if they're 18 or 70. There's all kinds of people following me on TikTok. And the thing about it is, is just like the late, the person that I'm meeting with tomorrow, she's 63 years old. She found me on TikTok. Well, this is amazing. And I love, I, I love it because I'll tell, I'll tell you why. I'll give you a funny Lara story, right? So my since I don't, since I don't go on TikTok, my daughter goes on TikTok because she loves watching dancing videos. And, um, so she, she, her favorite thing to watch are, um, dancing videos and puppies. That's all she watches. Right. And one day I open up my TikTok. I don't even log into TikTok. One day I open up my TikTok and I see in my feed, all I see are dancing videos and puppies. And that's when it hit me uh, because when people say there's only, you know, teenage girls dancing on TikTok, that's all there is. And I'm like, well, of course, if that's all you watch, that's all you will see. And that's when, and so if, if, um, as if when I, so I actually had to go and like clean out the search and restart, uh, you know, the searches. And as I, as I started watching, you know, uh, following like uh, business people, et cetera, I just got shown more business content. And, and it was amazing. I don't see any dancing, you know, da- dancing cats, puppies, or uh, uh, teenagers on my TikTok, which is amazing. And so whenever someone says that to me, I'm like, hey, the reason you're seeing like puppies and dancing teenagers is because you watch puppies and dancing teenagers. It's so true. TikTok, the algorithm for TikTok, they have figured it out and honed in on it specifically. I mean, if I get one more caramel recipe, like I love caramel like nobody's business. I have more caramel recipes. I have all kinds of makeup videos and I have all kinds of real estate content. And that's what's on my feed because those are the three things that I love the most. 
So TikTok, whatever they're doing, whatever big brother they're watching, it, it's working. But you know, I was outside of the Atlanta United game. I went to the Atlanta United game two, three weeks ago. And this little girl goes, oh my gosh, you are the TikTok real estate agent. Awesome. And I'm like, and the girl is like 25 years old. I'm like, excuse me, she's your Glenda, the TikTok real estate agent. And I'm like, oh my gosh, hi, how are you? She goes, I love you. I love your videos. I watch every single one. Look. And she pulls up all of her heart page and it's all me, all me. The girl's 25 years old. And I'm thinking to myself, like, that's, they're looking at what people are watching, how long they're staying on it. Because the the analytics tell me that they stayed on 63% of the time. And if you stayed on the video 63% of the time, they think you want to see more. So that's the thing is it's getting people just like me and I'm making a shit ton of money and I'm happy as a pig in a bottle. Well, it's, it's. Um, I, it's amazing that you say this. I'll give you the second thing that Jason Keppel told me yesterday, right? So Jason was in a, and if, if you are listening right now to Glenda and me, and you you don't have a lot of a huge TikTok following, you haven't been on the app at all. You're almost starting from scratch. This is for you. So Glenda, Jason was at an event running his own event and he's at this event and the, the, someone from the audience says, well, Jason, you're Jason Capital. You have, you already have a big audience. So you're, you can easily build another audience from your audience, right? And Jason said to him, okay, my next, it was July or, or, or it was like May. And Jason said, well, my next event is in June. Here's what I'm going to do. He goes into like, he he's like, he go on stage, right? He goes into TikTok. He creates a new account on stage. Brand new, no, no followers. He goes, okay, uh, my next event is in a month. Come meet me in a month and I'll show you. I'll start posting today and you'll see my growth. He literally in a month grew a new account just by posting content because he's like, everybody thinks that there's a, you know, there's some secret story to this. And he goes, today is the golden age. Right now is the golden age of TikTok where they're allowing, it's, it's, the algorithm still works, but it's still kind of wild westy where you can kind of get in. There's not a ton of controls and there's not a ton of ads. So everything that people are seeing is live, raw content. And Jason said to me, he's like, I built a new page in one month. So can you? And and I think that was like really uplifting to me because it was like, hey, even if I have not posted for a while or whatever, to me, it feels like I can start today and still jumpstart my account and make it work for me. Well, yeah, um, I mean, think about 1.2 million followers in a week. Why? Because he knows who his audience is and he knows how to play to his audience. And I post every single morning between 6 and 7 a.m. Because no lie, in the comments, I have had so many comments like, the first thing I do is look for your video. The first thing I do is look for your video. Every morning. So they are looking. And one morning, I didn't post till like 7.47 or 7.43. And like, I was getting messages on my Instagram like, where's your TikTok video? That's so crazy. That's amazing. It's insane, but it's awesome sauce. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so um, let me ask you about, you, you, you said this two times, know yeah. your, know your audience and kind of know the messaging to their, to the audience. How do you, how did you come up with those two things? Oh my gosh. I can't believe you asked me this question. Okay. So, so I, I told you I consume content, right? Yeah. So 
I started, I, this guy, Matthew Hussey, who gives dating advice, showed up, kept showing up. And he did this interview style. So like he's talking to this person and about like the answer, like how to, how to find a mate, how to go on a date, how to text somebody. And it was like, I was a fly on the wall. It was like, I was eavesdropping on his conversation and I couldn't look away. I was so enthralled, even though I didn't need that advice. I was so so captivated by like, oh, I'm getting to listen in. And I was like, I like that. I think that's kind of cool. And I was thinking about like Frazier, you know, Frazier Crane, who's like did like the the radio interview. I was like, I think I'm going to do that. That would be cool. And so when I called the videographer, I said, Hey, I said, my name's Glenda Baker. I'm a real estate agent. I want to shoot. I want you to shoot some video for me. He's like, okay, talk to me a little bit about the stuff. I said, I want you to shoot TikTok videos because you do realize you can do that from your phone. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to do it. This is exactly the way I want to do it. And you know what? I will tell you, I was, I was on a call today and this guy goes, I have to tell you, he goes, I just feel like I'm listening in on a conversation with you and your friend. He goes, I think I'm coming in mid conversation. He goes, I just don't want to leave until you're finished. And I, and that's it. That's the thing. That's what's drawing them in because they think they're getting like behind the scenes insider information. I'm not looking directly at the camera. So it's not like I'm selling you something. It's not like I'm trying to convince you or persuade you. Like you're getting the, like the secret. And I think that, and I'm good in conversation because when I was looking at the camera, I, it was like, what's my name? What am I supposed to say? Like, where's the teleprompter? Like, I didn't know what to do, but over here, I'm talking to Sam, the lighting guy. Like, you know me, I can talk shit about real estate all day long. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so you figured out, you figured out the, the kind of, uh, the, the format and the positioning and all of that. So you figured out your jam, which is, which is yeah. totally cool. How did you, but, but there's a lot of in called the real estate world. We see a lot of real estate based content out there. How did you, um, kind of say, okay, Hey, I'm going to actually educate on the, and borderline rant on the stuff, which like you're, you're, you're pushing the envelope on a bunch of things. Right. Which is great. So my question is like, how are you coming up with these angles? Because Dean, our friend, you know, Dean comes up with all these angles on for all his acting stuff. And he, like he, if you didn't know, if you don't, if you're not following Dean Aguilar, you should just from the fact that he, you should watch his videos. He finds a clip from a movie. He rescripts that with Dean himself in it. And he scripts out like s- sentence by sentence, the whole script. It is insane. Like how he comes up with that. So I guess you got to love it. So my question for you is how do you pick a topic and then, how do you push the envelope on it? So I pick it based on what people are responding to. Like there's this Q&A section in TikTok that I didn't even know was there. And, and, it, and they asked me all of the questions. And you can see in the comments, like, like repetitive, like what are the questions? Like, who is she talking to? Like, tell us more about Zillow. Like, what, how much money do I need to put down to buy a house? Like, what does my credit score have to be? Like, they ask you, your audience will tell you what they want to hear from you. Like it is literally ABC one, two, three. It is that easy. Like what questions do you get from buyers and sellers? Like answer those questions because that's what your audience wants to hear. And, and I, it, I didn't make it any more difficult than that. Like literally, like you asked me the question. Okay. Here's the answer. And, but what I, what I feel like that kind of 
made it work for me was that typically there was a story behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Selling the wrong house, the house burning down, showing up in the fire departments in a canoe. Like, like, and like when I spent all the money, like that's the number one video when I got the $137,000 check. Well, you know, real estate agents think it's very taboo to talk about how much money they make, like, cause we're overpaid. So it, in the frame, in the thumbnail, it says, I made $137,000. You think that everybody in town didn't click on that shit every day, all day long, 8 million people. And and the thing about it is, is that were some of the comments just, you know, you know, very, you know, brutal? Absolutely. But it's those people that I love. Because when somebody posts some, something like, you know, she's an idiot. This is the one who sold the wrong house. I'm like, you do realize there is a block my content button. Like, yes. you don't have to watch me. And it's so funny. Like, I can't believe I wasted 30 seconds of my life. I said, well, depending on how fast you type, you probably wasted 37 seconds to post this comment. So like, I love, like, I, I engage the haters, I engage the lovers, but what I love is like the Glendorotis, the Glitterotis, they will jump on the people who say the bad, the mean things. Of course. Like, it's awesome. It is so great. And, but I, I will tell you, it, it had one, one, the hand, finger connected to the hand connected to the wrist. So like the TikTok, the clubhouse, the Instagram, all, I mean, it has pushed like traffic to my website. It's pushed traffic to my DMs. It's pushed traffic every to every single platform yeah. to my YouTube channel. It's been amazing. So this is really good. And then let's talk. Let's talk. Um, uh, let's talk a little meta, right? Which is which is probably good for us to talk about. So here's here's a here's a marketing meta thing that a lot of people don't know right now. Ten years ago, we used to cold call, right? And and it's cool. And I understand that. And people don't realize. It when you say why doesn't that work and hope this 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 podcast is not supposed to be evergreen so we're recording this in June 2021 10 years ago when people said like why did cold calls work then is a very simple answer because people answer their phones right and so it's not that because you made calls it's like everybody thinks it's about their activity I need better scripts you don't need better scripts they're just not list answering their phones so so that's number one then Five years ago, what was it about? Email. Email was super hot, right? Today, email is hot too, but like you have to have a relationship for your email to, or, you, or your content needs to be just badass for you to like have subscribed to it. But five years ago, email was super, super hot because everybody responded to email. People like, woke, even today, people wake up in the morning, turn on their computer and look at email. And it's interesting because like, what do you do first, Right. Remember 10 years ago, we would walk in the house, we would put our keys down and we would hit play on the answering machine because we answered our phones. Like that's what people don't understand. Five years ago, we would open the computer and we would log into our email first because we checked our emails. In the last few years, what are we doing? We're opening our phones and we're first thing we do is we're going on social media. Like we roll over, turn off the alarm and go to social media. And the interesting part though, Glenda, is there's two things in social media that people don't get. You get two little red notification icons inside any social media platform. One is how many kind of notifications you have with regards to likes, hearts, comments, all of that stuff, right? Just the activity feed. The other is the DMs. And I will tell you right now, and you and I both know this, there are celebrities 
A-list celebrities, the, the Tom Brady's, the Tom Cruise's, the my favorite, the J-Lo's of the world, right? Who check their DMs themselves and are obsessed with like seeing seven, eight, 19 things in their DMs. In fact, Glenda, I will tell you this. How many times have we had say 97 emails in your inbox and you see 97, like a badge of 97, would you ever take a screenshot of that and send it to your friend saying, look, I got 97 emails? You wouldn't. But if you got 97 DMs and a badge of 97, you and I are texting back and forth. We're like, dude, check this out. I have 97 DMs. And, and, and people don't realize the power of direct message right now because once again, the, 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 the answering machine's gone. People don't check voicemail. People check voicemail, I guess. Like if you call me and get my voicemail, it will tell you, please, I, this, this voicemail will be deleted. Like it's amazing. I, I tell you straight up, right? But the crazy part is when we can switch our mindset to realizing that the DM is the new inbox, where you people are actually watching you on TikTok, switching their app to Instagram, going to Instagram, finding Glenda Baker, clicking the profile, clicking the message, and then messaging you. Can you imagine how many steps that is? That's crazy. Yeah. They don't Google you and say how many reviews does she have? Like, like this isn't. They don't do that. And yeah. and so this 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 talk about this DM this DM culture right now where I'm assuming you're having a lot of DM conversations. It's insane. It, it's <laughs> ins like it is in like, like the guy, the $56 million guy, the $3 million, $3.5 million all came in through a DM. $825,000 buyer relocating from Boston to Atlanta comes in through a DM. No lie. I've got more DMs about, buying houses, selling houses, wanting to be a real estate agent, wanting coaching, wanting mentoring. You cannot, I can't even count them. So many of them, so many of them. And it's, and you respond back and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe that you responded. Yeah. One little girl. So one little girl uh, sent me a, um, a graduation announcement, like in the mail, like it's a real graduation announcement. And so I FaceTimed her. She nearly passed out. She's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. She screenshotted it and posted it on her Instagram. That's so the way people are communicating is so different. But what I love about it is they already feel like they know me. Like they're comfortable enough to reach out to me. And so you talk about like used to people answered the phone. They had no idea who you were. You didn't even have caller ID. Because remember, I'm like a thousand years old. You didn't even have caller ID. So... And they would answer. Now it's insane. I mean, they're DMing me, they're answering the phone, they're texting me video, sending me presents. It's crazy. So I got to tell you, this is really hilarious. So, you know, I do get some obscene phone calls. Of course. It's hilarious. So, and they always want to talk about my feet. They always want to talk about my feet. So I always say, oh, obviously we've never met because if you want to talk about my feet, you haven't seen other parts of me because there's other parts that are way better. And it's hilarious because they always hang up. They always hang up. So that TikTok is going to come out Sunday. I just did a TikTok on it. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny because, and, and Lucas is like, mom, that's so gross. And okay, I'm not going to say that. Anyway, Lucas is like, mom, that's so gross. And I'm like, Lucas, it's hilarious. I'm like, oh, Lucas, this is my obscene phone call. And they hang up the phone. It's hilarious. It's so funny. But I mean, you know, you got, it just all comes along with it. But I will tell you, if you are on Instagram, like 
I can DM like football players in the rock, whoever. Yeah, you like their DM is open. Like, like you can go to message and DM them. And I'm like, oh, I'm never going to get a response. No lie. And I like DM this football player because he's going to, he got traded to Atlanta. I'm thinking, I'm going to send him a DM about this house. And he responded. Of course. And I'm like, oh my God, that's insane. So yeah, it's wonderful. It's amazing. A lot of people won't believe this. Um, I, this happened multiple times, by the way. Um, Last year, a nine-figure entrepreneur, um, you know, and when and when people nine is like hundred plus million, so so nine-figure entrepreneur who runs a who runs a huge you know mid nine-figure business, DMs me on Instagram, and the interesting part is I had no idea who he was because his bio didn't say anything about it, right? And so, but the question was not like a spammy question; it was very very specific, right? So my team was like, "Hey, you may want to answer this." So I I was like. I didn't know what it was, so I literally held the audio button down and I just sent a voice memo. I'm like, hey, this is Sharon. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for that. I'm, I'm not sure how to answer this. Could you give me a little bit more color and I'll point you in the right direction? And then he responded saying, I can't believe you actually like sent me a voice memo back, right? And so we went back and forth and here's what happened, Glenda. Came to realize that he he's like, hey, I'm, I'm in the process. I'm thinking about selling my business. And I, I'm like, okay, whatever. I have no idea how big... Um, was hoping I could kind of, you know, happy to pay for whatever, hoping I could get a sense of how I, how some consulting, et cetera. I said, I don't know anything. And so I was like, Hey, sure. You've been super professional to talk to. I'll jump on a quick 15 minute call and then we can see how I can help. So I get on the call with him and he walks me through the business and it is a mid nine figure business, right? So he engages me, writes a big check, which I'm super grateful for, engages me. And in the fall of last year, we sold his business for $340 million, right? So, so I'm sorry, in, in, in any, on, any, on any earth, that's pretty good, right? That's amazing. And yeah. he's, he's in his mid-30s, right? And so, so the fascinating part is he watched something somewhere, found me on Instagram, sent me a message, and now I get to help him sell the business, now build multiple more. Because he hit a DM. He, nobody would have emailed me. Like that would have never happened, right? And and so I think this this whole this this self this DM culture is here for a little bit until people start checking some other inbox. So uh when, when people talk about we're glued to our DMs, it's okay, right? And and I think you're also getting it's easier to delete spammy conversations and it's easier you don't you also don't have to respond, which is the best part in email. There's this weird guilt that you have to respond to all email. In DM, I can be like, I'm not going to respond to that. Delete. And I think that's a really powerful thing. You can actually have a clean inbox on DM. Yeah. And also, you can go to view profile and get a sense for, like, who it is. Like, you can kind of understand a little bit. But again, they feel like they know you. So, like, they've already built that relationship and so it's just so much, it's such a warmer lead typically, yeah. and they're coming to you. And, you know, for me, it's kind of, you know, what you see is what you get. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, you know, Glenda, I think that maybe you're a little bit too strong. You may want to button that up just a little bit. And I'm like, but why? And they're like, well, you know, 
I just think that maybe that's not exactly what you want to put out there. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's exactly what I want to put out there because I want to filter out the riffraff early on because you're either going to do business with me or you're not. You're either going to like my style or you're not. I'd much rather find that out sooner rather than later. Yeah. So I have to pretend to be all buttoned up and fancy smancy for you to then find the real truth that I'm just going to tell it to you straight. I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat it. And so for me, I just think that it has been an amazing layer of um, credibility and proof to my business. But how did you decide, like, how did you, I think there's a little bit of, I think there's a courage component associated with that because I think a lot of people are like, hey, I'm being so, uh, uh, the, the social media amplifies is a magnifying glass into my life. I want to post the highlight reel. I want to post how cool I am. I want to do all of that stuff. And it almost becomes a, well, do I, is my, is my persona on social actually an alter ego of mine, not me actually? How did you say, well, this is who I am and this is how I'm going to be. And was that a decision? Was that a, did some, you know, did you make a choice that that was going to be that way? And so you stay that way on all platforms. Like what happened where you said like, this is my North star. I went to a Tony Robbins event with my son. And that was literally the moment because it was so much more difficult to be fake than it was to be real. And, and I was posting this post to be perfect life. And I was getting high off of the likes and the hearts and the wows. And I was addicted to that, but there was so much maintenance in posting to be perfect and faking it that, and then I went to that event with Lucas. And in that moment, when the event had finished and he put his arm around me and he goes, he goes, I will never forget these four days of my life. And he goes, this is the best ever. And it was the feeling of authenticity, the realness and how transparent we had been over those four days that I was like, you know what? My life is too short to just fake, fake it through this to people that I don't even care about. Yeah. That was the thing was like, I was do, I was working my brains out to be so perfect and so fake for people that don't even give a shit about me that I couldn't even be real with the people that wanted to be around me. So <laughs> it's the truth. And so I just literally was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And that was, so Lucas turned 16. So that was 2017. And I was like, this is it. I'm not doing this anymore. And I literally just said, this is it. Take it or leave it. And I did. And I have not looked back. I have not looked back. And, you know, I remember my mom told me, she said, pumpkin, you have a very distinct personality. People are either going to love you or hate you. And I spent the majority of my life trying to get people who didn't give a shit about me to care about me and validate me and pay attention to me. And now since 2017, I haven't even cared. And you know what? I just, because the people that are on team Glenda, those people are fierce. Like they're, they're loving on me. They're protecting me. And so you say it's courageous to be that authentic, that vulnerable, but in all honesty, it took so much more effort to be fake. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so amazing. I just, I just said to myself, I'm not doing that anymore. So, and sometimes, you know, I think maybe I share too much. I think maybe 
you know, I shared, like I, I posted, I think I sent it to you. I posted a video Yeah. and you know, I feel like maybe did I share too much? Like I went back and looked at that video a lot, but maybe I shared too much, but I don't care. I don't care. The only people that I want in my camp are the people who are embracing me because it is so difficult to hold on with everything you've got to the people that don't know who you really are. So I think for me, video has just been so freeing because I'm just, here it is. Take it or leave it. If you like it, that's great. And if you don't, that's fine too. Yeah, that's, uh, let's talk, let's just, let's, let's kind of wrap up with time because a lot of folks are like, hey, time on Clubhouse, time shooting videos, um, you know, and, and, I, and I think you, a lot of people, you know, I, we, we, you and I build a lot of content, right? And so, uh, especially the fact that I think you and I build almost the same amount of content, but on completely different platforms, which is, which is fascinating, right? My question is, people don't realize this, that the response and reactions and follow-up to content actually takes us more time than content creation. Right. And, 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 and I think most amateurs who are getting in the game think that creating the content is the hard part. I'm like, you are dramatically mistaken. <laughs> uh, it's, and that's why I think a lot of it is making the content creation process as streamlined as possible. Like you have a videographer that shows up for a full day, you shoot batch and then you post, but now you're able to use the rest of time to actually spend kind of doing the doing the engagement work of you want people to respond right so how did you like how do you is there is there a time budgeting that goes on with this do you set aside pockets of time during the day week month to do this how do you think about uh from a from a time allocation pie chart perspective where all this content management falls so i, I shoot one day 11 hours so from 8 30 typically to 7 um one day a month. And when I started, I did eight TikToks and four longer, longer style videos. The last time that I shot, I did 45 videos. Amazing. So I've gotten much more proficient at the skill of shooting the video, number one. Um, but I, I do a 50-10 rule. So for 50 minutes, I work, I don't take my, I don't pick my head up. I work straight, consistent 50 minutes. And then I take a 10 minute break and that 10 minute is to post and respond. Amazing. And then I work 50 minutes and then I take 10 minutes and I do that for six hours every single day, which gives me 60 minutes of, you know, post a story, mm -hmm. post a comment, react to something, check in on my people. Um, and then also you got to keep in mind where I used to do that cold calling, that hour of power where I would like call for sale by owners and expires. Now I take two hours of my day and actually am like the ex-girlfriend stalker to everybody that I know. So I know every single thing about my clients, like who graduated from high school this year, who graduated from kindergarten this year, who likes unicorns, who likes cars, all that stuff I know. So then I can go and comment and be actively engaged because that's the important thing. Rather than trying to be interesting, I want to be interested in you. Yeah. And I, and I think that people realize that about me. 
while people find me interesting, but the thing I want to do is I want to be interested in you. I want to know about you. I want to understand you. And I think that if I understand you better, then the connection is better. And what real estate agents don't understand, and I think what most business people don't understand, is to move from service provider into relationship with somebody really creates that sustainability, loyalty, long-term relationship. So you go from hit it and quit it of a service provider into a relationship where those people are so loyal, they would never think about leaving. It's so good. It's it's so good because uh, you and I talk about this a lot and, and whether you're a coach, consultant, real estate agent, mortgage broker, insurance broker, et cetera, anytime uh, to make the sale is not about more being more impressive, bringing a more value prop, reducing your fees. It's got none of that. It is just creating a feeling of safety. And the safety comes from the relationship. They're like, I know Glenda. I'm good with Glenda. And by the way, if for those that didn't know, the the unicorns and the 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 car races are in my house, right? So <laughs> it's 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 my daughter and my son. But there's a reason for that. There's a and it's the the safetyness that comes with like, oh, it's Glenda. It's so much easier. Let's just start with her. Like it's just so you, you are not just the, not only the first call, you're the only call and you're not only the first call on the real estate side, you're the first call for almost everything. Yeah. They're like, let's just check with Glenda. She probably knows. She probably knows somebody, right? So now you become a, a, a much more instead of being the, Hey, when I think real estate, I think Glenda, or when I think insurance, I think Sharon or whatever. You're like, when I think, I think Glenda. Like that's an insane place to be because you are constantly in their feed. You're constantly in their mailboxes with their gifts. You're constantly in their emails. You're con- like, it's insane, right? And I think the the safetyness is so powerful and that comes from the relationship um, of just being there over and over and over, which is awesome. Yeah, um, and you know, people, they, they get comfortable when they have certainty. Yeah. And that's one thing. And I think that people come to me seeking certainty because they know that I'm going to be able to tell them like, okay, you need this mover. This is who we're going to go with. You need this kind of food. This is where you need to go. So whatever it is, you're right. People reach out to me. I mean, it's this huge, gigantic agent that sells like a gazillion houses a year. He says, Hey, you're the queen of gifts. And this is the situation with a client. What should I get them? And I'm like, you, you have access to anybody or anything and you're calling me to ask about what gift should, you should get. And sure enough, I gave him this gift and he, he's like, oh, I know you'd be perfect. So yeah, I love it. And I want people to think about me. That's the key. Be top of mind, but not be top of mind for just anything. You've got to be in relationship with the people and they've got to know that you have their best interest at heart. And when they know that, they will trust you with anything and everything. So good. So good. Um, let me ask you this. Yes. For for the person that is listening that is thinking, okay, I don't see all the pieces. You make it look so easy. I know that everything has kind of come together. They don't realize that you at one point started without with a lot of belief and a lot of hope, but not you didn't see everything as it was as it is today. You didn't see it back then. If you could tell that person, hey you're just starting out, make the commitment. Like what is that piece of advice you give to that person that, that is thinking about doing more, trying to be more top of mind, trying to post more, trying to share more, trying to be out there more. What is the piece of advice you give that person? Don't be consumed by 
how many people are watching, how many hearts you're getting, how many comments you're getting. Because what happens is, is it's just like a diet. So you go on this diet and you don't lose any weight right off the bat, or you lose a ton of weight off the bat, and then you hit this plateau. Don't look at that stuff. That is irrelevant. Just keep posting, keep posting every day, keep posting consistently. Just do, just do the video, just do it live. And I promise you, if you will keep it up. So think about it. Think about it. And I, I started posting in, I started doing these live posts, what, three years ago. If you had told me three years ago that I would get to where I was a year ago, I would have said, you've lost your mind. If you had told me 90 days ago that my life would look like it looks today, I would have told you, Sharon, you have lost your mind. Mm-hmm. Nobody's watching some real estate agent in Atlanta, Georgia. You cannot imagine the compound effect of doing it every single day and just keeping your head down and doing it and not looking at what's going on. Because one day you'll look up and you will be in shock at the, at the, at the dent that you have made. It's just, it's amazing to me. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, and I just, the messages that say you inspired me to get my real estate license. You inspired me to do this. You impacted my life. You have no idea. Like that little girl who graduated from college, her mama called me. Her mama called me and said, you have no idea that what that FaceTime call did for my daughter. You just don't know. So every day I wake up, I jump out of the bed and I say, I'm going to inspire, impact or inform one person. And if I can do that every day for the rest of my life, I can change the world. And that's what I say to myself every single day. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a five-day MBA. It's quick and action-packed that you can listen to on the go, just like this podcast. And I want to give it to you for free, just as a thank you for listening to the show. No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at businessschoolshow.com. That's businessschoolshow.com. Dot com.